welcome to Donna Martin Graduates, a podcast where we watch old episodes of Beverly Hills 90210 in order and forget to click save on our notes. Oops. I am one of your hosts, Andrea, not Andrea. And I'm your other host, Kelly. And this week we watched season two, episode 19, Fire and Ice. And all I've got to say is snooze fest. Don't hold back. I wouldn't dare. Hmm. This week, we start on the ice where Dylan and Brandon are playing hockey against each other, although neither one has ever indicated that they played before. They are opposing each other, and Brandon threatens Dylan, and we are all just like, um, okay, Brandon, nice try. Hey, look, there's Steve, and he's the goalie, and Jim is the coach. And because last time Jim coached worked out so well for everyone, (laughs) Brandon gives Steve a hard time just as ice skaters head on to the ice. Maybe clear out of there, guys. Uh, Your time is over. A girl heads onto the ice and does some jumps and stuff, and Steve is obviously interested. But Brandon refers to her as a prima donna. And can I just say, uh, takes one to know one, Brando. She skates by them and knocks them both over, literally. Like I said, get off the ice, you buffoons. She comes back to apologize, and Steve is very quick to accept, but Brandon gives her a hard time about etiquette and refers to her as the Ice Brigade. You know, very misogynistic things. But he's the protagonist. Indeed. Um, He insinuates that ice skaters are not real athletes, so she challenges him to a couple laps around the rink, and he, of course, accepts because Brandon um, cannot stand losing to a woman. And have I mentioned what a great progressive feminist he is? Lest we all forget. Ah, yes. And by the sounds of things, the whole ice rink is full of spectators because that's what happens during hockey and ice skating practice. They end up tying and Brandon accuses her of letting him tie, all while complaining about being exhausted and wrapping his arm around her shoulder. He was literally just mocking you. You are much more forgiving than I am. He's the worst. And also, I've seen this movie. Uh, I really liked where they did the Pachenko to win the Olympics. (laughs) Suddenly, we hear a voice boom. What is going on here? That was a good booming voice. Thank you. Mm -hmm. It's Trish's coach. And apparently, that's her name, Trish. Trish. And he is not happy about her risking injury on the condition of the ice. It is revealed that Trish is training for the U.S. team, and Brandon wants to know where his rematch is. Jesus, he's so entitled. (laughs) She tells him that she's on the ice by 5.30 a.m., and he's like, that might interrupt my surfing dreams and hair gel time. And he still hasn't left the ice. Get off the ice, you buffoon. Back at Casa Walsh, Brenda is applying makeup to Cindy's face and asks her what she would like to order. She could totally be an LMM rep. I'm just saying. What's an LMM? LMO. Is it like LMFAO? <laughs> you mean an MLM? Yes, yes, that's what we mean. That's what we mean. Jim and Brandon show up just in time to rescue her, and she asks how practice went. Um, and then we totally just like skip to seeing an alarm clock going off at 5 a.m. So maybe that was part of Brandon's dream. Not really sure. But Brandon slams his hand down on it. And what happened to his super cool rubric that he had that started up his horrible music? Inquiring minds want to know. Anyway, 
Hirsch is already stretching when he gets to the rink, and she tells him that skating in the morning is her favorite part of the day because she's just skating for her. And then she starts talking about all of the pressure she is under, and I'm like, hey, hey there, Brenda, slow down. This isn't really, really even a date. But Brandon tells her that a date with a hockey player would alleviate some stress. And I can't help think of that scene where Rachel's sister tells her that she's an interior decorator on Friends because she decorated her dad's office. And Rachel tells her she just went to the zoo and now she is a polar bear. We're making big leaps. We are. From a hockey player. We are. Uh, Trish tells Brandon that she can't because her coach won't let her date. And then suddenly people start filing in, even though this is supposed to be her time. And she invites Brandon to stay and watch her practice. Brandon watches from the top of the rink and is stopped by what I'm assuming is a rink employee. And that employee tells Brandon how special Trish is and how a talent like her comes along once a generation. And it's a wee bit creepy. Yeah, it is. Then he asks Brandon if the coach knows he is there because usually he doesn't let anyone watch Trish practice. Brandon, ever the hard ass, says he's going to stay until Trish asks him to leave. I'm surprised he's able to cross his legs with the sides of those balls. (laughs) Brenda is up early. (laughs) (laughs) Brenda is up early on a Saturday to have a power breakfast with her manager at Tracy Ross. Oh, yeah, she works there. I forgot. I thought it was just a Christmas thing. Me too. Her boss thinks she can be a real star and wants to teach her everything she knows. She then asks Cindy what makeup she wants to buy. (laughs) Brenda takes her mom's check for $20 and her giant black hat to breakfast with Deirdre. And Deirdre imparts her sales knowledge. Kill them with kindness, size them up in three seconds, either bully them, feed their ego, or bed them. Are you guys writing all this down? I am. Okay. You should totally write it down. Back at the rink, Coach K hunts Brandon down and tells him that it's It has been Trish's worst practice in a long time and asks him to leave. Brandon, of course, just Brandon's all over the place. And he tells the coach that Trish invited him to practice, not the coach. And maybe that it's time that someone asked Trish what it is that she wants. And the coach steps back like he was slapped in the face. And, you know, seriously, why is it okay for the 16-year-old to talk to adults this way? It is literally the one thing that drives me bonkers. Me too. Yes. Back at Tracy Ross, Kelly and Donna are smelling perfume, and don't they have other things to do on the weekend than harass Brenda at her job? Nope. Brenda tries to convince Donna to buy perfume that's almost $200 and tells her she is buying self-image. And Donna's like, I'll just take my bad self-image. Thank you very much. (laughs) And my whatever I have. What is it? Learning disability. disability. And Deidre is watching, and she's not very happy. And remember what I said last week about Brenda, the employee? Mm-hmm. We're back at Casa Walsh, where Brenda is working on her second bowl of ice cream because she was on her feet for eight hours and made hardly any commission. Well. Meanwhile, Deidre just killed it. Then she remarks that her parents did them a disservice by raising them to be so nice. And I'm sorry, what now? <laughs> and then Brandon agrees. What? Which one of you is the nice one? And you don't get to uh, blame your parents because you both suck. Right. You can blame Jim, definitely, but not both of them. No. And Brandon is pissed because when he showed a little promise on skates, his parents didn't push him to work harder and become a professional. Oh, my God. Just shut up. But that ice cream did look good. Yeah, it did. And, you know, two bowls. Seems worth it. Yeah. 
The next day, Brandon heads to the ice to watch Trish skate again. And even though he has specifically been asked not to, <laughs> he showed up anyway. Uh, she has a particularly good pass, and Brandon thinks clapping would be appropriate. No, it's not appropriate. He then catches the attention of both Trish and the coach. Trish smiles shyly, and the coach shoots daggers out of his eyeballs. Pretty cool. Back at Tracy Ross, the store is slow, so Deirdre suggests they knock off early. Um, are these two the only two that ever work? And I'm pretty sure that the store is called Tracy Ross, not Deirdre, so how come she gets to close early? Um, that's not how retail works. I did it for years. Yeah, it's not. Not at all. No. Anyway, David comes meandering in, and Deirdre pegs him as a rich kid, desperate for approval. Brenda goes off to help him, and he confesses that he forgot Donna's birthday. How do you forget Donna's birthday? It's on mother effing Christmas. Because Jesus. it was Christmas and there was that pedophile Santa. I suppose. So what month are we in now? Are we in January? Are we in Why January? are you asking me? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> I have no clue what's happening. <laughs> we skip around. Anyway. So he forgot Donna's birthday. Excuse my rant there. And Brenda tells him about the expensive perfume that she wanted. He's like, um, she doesn't even put out yet. I can't really even justify spending $200. But Brenda pressures him and he relents. Back at the rink, Coach tells Trish to warm down. And uh, what? What? Warm down? Warm down? Is that, is that right? Is that skating talk? Because I thought it was cool down and warm up. I thought those things too. But maybe it's different in Russia. I think that guy's from Russia. But Perhaps. I think he's actually Arizona. Whatever. <laughs> By way of Arizona. Yeah. He's got to go talk to the seamstress, and then, then he will head back to pick her up. And Brandon offers to take her home instead, and Coach is like, meh, that sounds like a horrible idea. But Trish convinces him, and he tells her to be home in an hour. Brandon asks Trish what Coach's deal is, and we ask Brandon what the hell his deal is. Mm -hmm. That's a better question. And Trish reveals that she lives with Coach and his wife, and that everyone has made a lot of sacrifices to get her where she is. Sacrifices, Brandon, you should look it up. Never heard of it. He, of course, makes it all about him and talks about how he wishes he were as driven and committed as she is. And she tells him that she's sacrificed a lot, too, to be where she is. And he asks her what she wants to do when skating is over. And I'm guessing commentating. But no, she wants to go to law school. Don't we all? Then she asks him where he would be if he weren't at the rink with her. Cut to the peach pit where Steve, David, Kelly, Donna, and Brenda are all standing right in the middle of the throughway. And David hands Donna her present. And Donna and Kelly recognize it right away and are both uncomfortable with how much it cost. Kelly pulls Brenda aside to yell at her for taking advantage of David. And Dylan magically shows up and is like, what's up her butt? And Brenda tells him that Kelly is jealous that she's good at her job. Yes, we all want to be good salespeople. Goal in life. Especially Kelly Taylor. Right. Brandon and Trish show up and he introduces her to the gang. And she tells Steve that he's much taller standing up. Oh, Steve Byrne. That's what she said. Ah. The gang invites them to stay and have dinner or whatever the hell it is that they're doing. But Brandon says he promised the coach to have her back right away. They leave, but not before Trish invites the gang to come watch her at sectionals. And Brenda tries to sell her on some cute leotards that they have at Tracy Ross. What the hell kind of store is this? I mean, they sell perfume and leotards? I mean, Beverly Hills is wild. At Whoa. sectionals, the gang is all there except Dylan and Brenda. 
David thinks she's doing well, but Brandon corrects him because he apparently now knows all about ice skating and scoring and toe loops now. Dylan shows up and says that Brenda decided to stay at work and help out with inventory, and Kelly's like, see, I told you she sucked. And Trish falls, but it's not part, and that's not part of the act. And the gang is all of a sudden very embarrassed for Brandon. <laughs> Did I read that wrong? No. Oh, okay. They're like, that bitch fell. <laughs> Woo! Brandon. Uh, Trish doesn't qualify, and Coach suggests they go back to Texas. Oh, not Arizona, Texas. But oh, they're like Texas. the same state. You know, if you're going to play in Texas, you got to have a fiddle in the band. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. and figure out if she wants to train for 94 and brandon comes back and says that it's his fault because he's a distraction and excuse you sir don't flatter yourself trish says they can have their date now and brandon hugs her and is like dates are for winners trish like sprinkles (laughs) (laughs) oh flow back at casa walsh brenda tries to talk cindy into buying more makeup and brandon accuses her of saying anything to make a commission and brenda says that deidre predicted that people would be put off by a strong independent woman working towards a goal of getting her own car but let's be real she just said she got that job to buy christmas gifts and barely showed interest in driving a few months ago so you'll forgive us all for being confused yes please do Back at West Beverly, Trish and Brandon stop by the newspaper office to meet Andrea, who recognizes Trish immediately. Andrea also wanted to be a figure skater growing up, but her center of gravity uh, kept shifting. She isn't so receptive when she discovers that Trish is there on a date and not for an interview and declines an invitation to lunch. They do discover the rest of the gang except Brenda again, and they all try to tell Trish the different types of food she should try since she can eat now. Because <laughs> she never ate before. They embraced um, <laughs> eating disorders, but that's fine. Yeah. Food truck on campus. Beverly Hills, I tell ya. Dylan starts to explain things Brenda said about the leotards the store has, and Kelly shoves her hand over his mouth, and they all leave. I think that's just a precursor for some of the other stuff she does with his mouth later. <laughs> um, yes. All right, back at the store, Brenda finishes up with a customer who's purchasing a lot, and Deidre comes back from lunch and is super friendly with the customer. She suggests some earrings and then takes the bookkeeping away from Brenda. Brenda confronts her about stealing the commission, and Deidre explains that the lady has always been her customer and that she's got a car payment to make, so that's how it's going to be. Well, and Brenda is all Brenda about it, although she is justified this time. Yes, she is. And flash to the skating rink where some stuff is happening. <laughs> well done. Some stuff is happening. Oh, is this where the, uh, their date where the yeah. you know Dirty Dancing song plays? Yes, but we okay. couldn't hear Dirty Dancing because we couldn't get the right. Oh, that's right. But where Brandon and Trish are having their first date, Trish explains that she always thought her first date would be dancing, but since Brandon doesn't dance right now. <laughs> This week, anyway. This is the next best thing. They skate together on the ice, and he puts his hands on her hips like he did to Brenda in the episode Chucky's Back. And I tried to tell you all. Yeah, you did. They skate for a while, and it's super boring. And thankfully, Coach K interrupts and tells Trish that she somehow got a waiver and can compete in the final. Yay! But they've got to start training immediately if they want to be ready. Brandon pretends like he's understanding about it all, but is pensive when he gets up the next morning. He heads to the rink, but the guy who works there tells him it's a closed session. Brandon says, well, tell Coach K, all cocky and condescendingly, and the guy stops him. Trish closed the practice, not the coach. Ah. So Brandon sulks away and carries that attitude to hockey practice. He doesn't pass the puck, and Jim confronts him about it. 
Brandon tells Jim about how special Trish was. He didn't even try to kiss her. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, that's what makes a girl special. That's Yuck. If you don't try to kiss them, that's how you know they're special. That's why Brenda's special? Yes. <laughs> he grabs her by the hips instead. Yeah. But never mind. Never mind. Uh, 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 he then asks about why his parents never pushed him to turn professional when he was a kid. And Jim tells him that Cindy talked to a coach when he was a kid. And we talk about when he was a kid a lot this episode. Mm -hmm. And the coach asked if they wanted a star or a son. And they chose a son who is just mediocre at best. (laughs) (laughs) And Brandon's all, oh, I got to go to work. And then he says, I got to go to work. Yep. Cindy, decked out in white silk and shades, comes into Brenda's store. And Deidre hunts her down. Cindy starts picking out expensive items, but she has to go outside to feed the meter. She has a ticket, but Deidre says, I'll take care of it, and keeps referring to Brenda as the girl. Deidre thinks she's got a big commission, but then Cindy starts pulling things off of the counter. She tells Deidre that she doesn't need someone kissing her ass to pad her commission while treating her employees horribly. Deidre calls her a bitch after she walks away, and Brenda's like, yep. The apple doesn't fall far from that tree. (laughs) At the peach pit, Trish stops in on her way to the airport to say goodbye to Brandon. And she says that he will always be the boy that gave her her first burrito. The euphemism. It is. And he said. Like a taco. King taco. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. He says that she will always be the girl that got him to dance. Liar. Pretty sure. We've had other episodes where you did that. Yep. Just when it's convenient for you, kind of like Donna's disability. Yep. So they kiss awkwardly as hell. Yeah. Yeah. And we're back at Casa Walsh and Brandon, Brenda, and Dylan all watch Trish compete in the finals. She does extremely well. And when they interview her as she's coming off the ice, she says that she will always miss those burritos. (laughs) It is a euphemism. I'm telling you. And then Brandon tells Brenda that he had the time of his life. And I think that was a reference to the song that Hulu couldn't get the song rights to. The <laughs> end. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Did you miss us? You're right. So I will, uh, I'm going to take, I mean, obviously I have to because it was completely my fault. What? Uh, our delay in oh. uh, production. It's is fine. Our first meeting I had... So I had a tooth pulled and then got a dry socket, which if you know, if you've ever had a dry socket, it's horrible. That is terrible. It is. And I decided to, um, I was trying to take care of the pain and didn't pay attention to what the doctor actually told me. So I was taking aspirin and ibuprofen, which apparently you're not supposed to combine. It's acetaminophen and ibuprofen. That is why I was sick for like a week straight. Gotcha. Until finally my sister said, uh, yeah, no, you're not supposed to be doing that. Not you're lucky you don't have an ulcer. Oh, wow. So, yeah. And then the second time I was in Vegas. So <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll just record at the airport. It'll be fine. And then I remembered that you've got to wear your face mask everywhere. Yeah. That's so all right. It didn't work out. And then we had a duratio. Oh, yes, we did. That we're we're was, in that area. Which was also super uh, awesome. Yeah. Or awkward. I don't know. It was a weird thing to be in. and Hurricane-like winds yes. just blaring through our Midwest town. Yeah, I saw a lot of things blow by. The best part was watching the neighbor's kiddie pool <laughs> go flying and then like two hours later hearing or hearing the kids go, we have the pool! 
then they were dragging it back down the street nice. on their bikes. That was the best part. <laughs> well, at least they found it. That's true. I don't know where they found it at, but they found it. So six days without power was and staying at uh, in the middle of July or oh, yeah. August. Yeah. The first couple of nights I was like trying to stick it out and be tough. And I'm like, finally, I was like, Alex, you're going to your dad's and I'm going to go stay at uh, the man friend's parents who were nice enough to take me in. It was kind of like staying out of bed and breakfast. Nice. You know. Were there ghosts? No, there weren't ghosts. Um, um, there weren't ghosts. Uh, his grandma stayed too and his daughter and her boyfriend were there for a day or so. And they were like, if you want something from the grocery store, add it to the list and pretty much whatever I wanted at the grocery store. I got nice. So it was kind of nice. I got to do my laundry. Like I didn't have to go to the laundromat. I did my laundry there yeah. and I even got to work there for a few days, which was kind of nice as well. well. So I mean, it's still work. It was still work, but I didn't have to use any more vacation time. Oh, okay. And that was important. We were only without power for about 50, no, about 60. And we uh, decided that night we were like, you know, cause we all use white noise machines and we have a, um, monitor for Patrick's room uh, in case anything happens in the middle of the night, you know, obviously he can't get up and tell us. So we're like, oh, we'll just all sleep in the living room. So we pulled Patrick's mattress out there and Brady slept on the couch <laughs> and Chris slept on the couch and I slept in the uh, recliner. And uh, apparently Patrick enjoyed it way more than the rest of us because he has been asking to have a slumber party every night since then. <laughs> and I'm like, no, thank you. He liked that togetherness. <laughs> he did. But no, no more slumber parties. No, no, no. So, yeah, that's pretty much about it. Nothing else, nothing else exciting. I guess um, our topics this oh, week. I don't, I don't, I don't really, think there really was. There really wasn't a topic um, other than. Cindy could be a bitch if she needs to be. Brenda and Brandon are spoiled Ungrateful. brats. Entitled. Entitled brats. Yeah. This is probably one of my least favorite episodes. It's yeah. just very boring it's a snooze it definitely was a snooze yeah fest. i mean except for the part where cindy yeah tricks deidre right although i mean the fact that brenda was working didn't make sense anyway right <laughs> it's real. yeah that didn't make sense either but you know whatever it's beverly hills and brandon's love interest this week her name was trish yeah and we'll never see her again but she those what one date that they went on together was apparently so important so to Brandon important. that he says that she is the one regret he has yes, or the most the important the one that got away. Yeah. Not any of the other 43 girls he dates in the meantime. 43. Just, I mean, it's an estimate. It's yes. rolling. It is. Rounding I up. mean, there's a lot of seasons and there's a lot of girls. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're going back to the movies. Uh, I've actually exciting. went to, we went to the movies last weekend and saw Goonies. Awesome. I went to movies yesterday and saw Unhinged. That was the first time I've been alone in probably five months. That's awesome. And I watched the trailer for that movie yesterday, actually. It was really, I mean, I wasn't super excited about it because it's Russell Crowe and I don't like him, but it was really the only movie that I had any remote interest in seeing it. It wasn't bad. Although I tried to figure, so Russell Crowe is fairly large in this movie mm -hmm. and i tried to figure out if that's just how he is now or if he gained weight for the movie i think it might just be how he is now it might be eh. it might be um this what happens when you're a horrible person things like that happen to you yeah Wait, I just, he's a horrible person i thought so didn't he like there was stuff with him and meg ryan and 
like audio tape of him screaming at somebody. This oh. was way, well before Christian Bale. Oh. I swear he was a horrible person. You're probably right. I just don't remember that, but that's okay. Um, nothing really new. And I haven't gone anywhere. I haven't done anything. I'm in the middle of reading Midnight Sun. I am done reading. Midnight you are Sun. done. Yes. Okay. I'm getting there. I haven't picked it up for a couple of days, so maybe I'll get there tonight. It's enjoyable thus far. I like it. It's different. Now I feel though I got to go back and read Twilight. I pulled it out because I was going to reread it. I saw it on your table upstairs. Yeah, but I haven't started reading it because I mean, when it was released, like when somebody got into her computer and got the first couple of chapters, I read them online. Mm -hmm. And I remember, because that was right after I read all four of the books, all like in a row. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh yeah, the, this makes sense to this is why this happened and mm -hmm. this is why this happened. But now that I read it again, I'm like, I remember like the basic plot points are there, but there's so many like conversations that never happened in Twilight and, you know, things that, and I'm like, what? I, eh. It's like a whole completely different book. Yeah. So. And I started to read the the anniversary reversal twilight where you know bella is uh bella is the is a dude and um edward is a girl that was on the flip side of is it fan fiction no so when she released the anniversary twilight book on the other side if you flip it over it's like a, a reimagining of twilight except that the roles are reversed I had a really hard time getting into it. So, so I, was Edward a Edward female was a vampire? female, yes. Oh, Her name okay. was like Ethel or oh, Edwina yeah, yeah. or something like that. Of course. And Bella is named Bo. Hmm. Beauregard. Swan. Oh, <laughs> uh, and I think I were freaking more. Yeah, it's, it's, it was, yeah. I just had a hard time reading it, but uh, I have enjoyed Midnight Sun more than I thought I would. No, I liked it. It was just because I read the first iteration of it, I thought it was going to be more true to the book, to Twilight, mm -hmm. and it wasn't as far as the conversations were concerned. But if you kind of take it as a standalone, yeah. then it, it was good. I mean, I got through it in just a couple of days. Now my sister-in-law has it. Oh, because you actually bought it. Bought yeah. It. Whereas I just... You did the it on my Kindle. No, no, I bought a physical. I almost did buy, they had them at the um, dirt mall yesterday. That's what I call the antique mall out in Coal Valley. They had a, they have like a huge book selection there and I almost bought them. Then I was like, no. I'm like, oh, the original books? Yeah. Oh, I still have all of them from the first reading. I almost bought them just because to put them on my bookshelf and be like, look, I have books. But I was able to complete my great muppet caper glass collection yesterday i didn't see that <laughs> i was pretty stoked about that that's my new my new passion is collecting the glasses oh, that we McDonald's had glasses when we had that we had when we were it kids. wasn't just mcdonald's so didn't hardy's do that too hardy's had some um bur so the star wars ones that i want are were actually from burger king okay so the star wars ones that i'm in, that's my next project is the star wars glasses and I think there's a whole, like, there's a line, like, Looney Tunes classes that were from um, Pepsi. And I think Hardy's had some, too, but I can't remember. Hardy's had some shirt tails. Shirt tails ones. Yes. I tried looking those up yesterday, but I couldn't really find ones that I was looking for. And then there were some, like, 
Flintstones glasses and the Smurf glasses, but the Smurf glasses and the Chipmunks glasses, I, I find those all the time. So I'm going with the hard ones first, and then I'll go back to get those after, later. Nice. After I sunk a small fortune. Those Star Wars, like to buy a complete set of Star Wars glasses on oh, eBay is like $500. I can imagine. So that's fine. I'll just pay $5 a glass every time I find one. <laughs> And in 43 years, she'll have all of them. I will have all of them. But it didn't take me that long to get the great muffin paper ones. It only took me a couple months. I was pretty excited about well, that. fun. Yeah. Just, you know, something random to collect. Yeah. I have, my bedroom is Star Wars themed, which I says, think says a lot about me as a person. You ask <laughs> Diathra to see a lightsaber when it's time to get down. <laughs> Does it make that noise? <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> All right, we're done talking. Anyway, yes. (laughs) So you can find us on all of your favorite podcatchers. If you're on Apple, uh, rate and review and subscribe because we really like five-star reviews. And you can find us on Instagram at Donna Martin Graduates Podcast. And we're on Twitter at Graduates Donna. And we're on Facebook. You just have to look for Donna Martin Graduates. Yes, and you can also email us at Donna Martin graduates podcast at gmail.com. But not if you're related to a Nigerian prince. I don't want to hear from you. No, we don't want that. Anyway, um, until next time, we'll be back next week with episode 20. Competitive Edge. Boring. <laughs> Another snooze fest. Yay. It is a snooze fest. Come All on. right. Until then, bye-bye. Bye. Bye.